0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Stand Up Guys Podcast, episode 108. I am your host, Incomparable Zach Jones, joined as always by my brother from the same mother, Lester Jones. Hey! What was that? Like your Italian?
1: Yeah, I was changing it up today.
0: I thought it was like a bear, like a cartoon bear.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yay, boo boo!
0: (laughs) Give us an Italian bear. Let's go steal some catalytic converters. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, it wouldn't be our show if we didn't have the ninth wonder, Chocolate Thunder. He's looking for a mate to punch that prostate. The teeth gritting, keeping the shit in, hankering and begging for a spankering and pagan. The phenomenal A.J.
2: I heard that 40% of men ejaculate during a prostate check. <laughs> <laughs> I like those numbers. (laughs) Can I get one before age 40?
1: (laughs) See you next week. (laughs) This is much cheaper than the girl I used to go to.
2: My doctor put a restraining order against me. (laughs) It's
0: really acting up again, Doc. I think you need to take a look. Oh, man. Well, everybody, uh, uh, we are going to give you a review of She-Hulk Episode 2, but we'll save that for the end. In case anybody's uh, leery of spoilers,
2: it (laughs) (laughs) stinks.
0: But uh, what else you guys been watching or and or doing this week? Anything good?
2: Man, I I told I was talking about this this in the car with last I am just so disappointed in what's happening with HBO Max. I had to go cancel it. Like I I didn't even finish watching uh, Harley Quinn season three. I was like, man, these guys are going to tank this whole, uh, you know. App and th- it's just going downhill. They're making more reality TV. They're getting, that part sucked. Yeah. yeah, they're getting rid of like much of the DC stuff. Anything that's fun, you know, almost like. Young male-oriented shows, it seems like they're getting rid of. I don't know. And, uh, yeah, they're just, from what I understand, they're trying to get, like, more female viewers and more reality TV. And they spent so much money on this merger, they can't even release more than two movies a year. So, now they're, they're releasing, like, Flash and some love story coming up in the next year or so. So, I mean, it's a really bad situation. They lost 20... We talked about they lost $20 yeah. billion dollars, uh, trying to uh, uh, manage a $3 billion loss. So they were trying to lose like $3 billion so they could write it off. But they actually ended up losing $20 billion with all these changes going on.
0: Damn, I, I didn't hear that part of it. $20 billion? Like, yeah, I don't know what to think because I heard some of this too. And it's like, well, first of all, it, seem, it seems like, yeah, one of the things they're going to bring all the Discovery Plus shows over which is just a pile of horse shit unless right. you're really into reality TV, which I fucking can't stand. And then, uh, yeah, they're doubling down on that sort of shit. So that's not exciting. And then it's, it seems like they're they're slashed like animation. It, it seems like they're trying to cut out the kid audience. Yeah. Which to me doesn't make sense. Why would you want to alienate yourself from such a large market? Mm-hmm. It, that part just – I think they want to be viewed as like the app you go to for like more like grown-up adult material. But, like, why? Why wouldn't you want something for everybody?
2: And kids buy stuff. They buy those toys and all that stuff. Like, if they're not watching these shows, you're going to get less revenue in those other places, too.
0: You know, I got to say I was really bummed because, like, I found out that, like, they're not going to have that, that Cape Crusader Batman cartoon that's in development. Which, right, I heard about that. Which, which, from everything, like, it sounds like a, kind of a spiritual successor to Batman the Animated Series. So, like, I was really bummed. But, like, apparently, like it's not flat out canceled. Like they, they are like shopping it around to other distributors. So there's a chance that that could live on as well as some of these other things. They like kind of canceled. Like there's a chance they could live on. Mm. I think of the, the things they announced. So the that Batman cartoon is really the only one I was really jazzed about, but uh, that seems like nonsense to me as well. Like, uh, cause number one, like adults are going to lo- love that show too. Yeah. Like that's not just like, they don't want to fully like reap the rewards of a Batman show that I'm guessing is gonna do good numbers. Right. Like, I don't know. Like these decisions, some of them just puzzle me. And like we kinda went over with the bad girl thing, is like like maybe they would have lost money on that movie if they released it theatrically, but even if it wasn't super good, like I think there's a decent
2: chance they would have made their money back. Yeah, I think so too. And just the name alone is enough to bring a lot of people. And it
0: just creates I know we've said this before, but it, it does, it creates bad will amongst the fans. Like <laughs> who wants to like if you're a fan of this stuff and you know they shot something and it was almost done and they didn't show it. I mean, it just it sucks as a fan to be like, oh, we you know, <laughs> we don't get to see what these people put their hard work into.
2: And I can't even imagine for those people. Yeah. It's it kinda sucks shit. Yeah, I heard the directors, they uh, they talked about it. They said they uh, tried to go back and access the uh, the data for the movies, and it was all gone. You know, I heard the, that The too, studio yeah. had just quickly gotten rid of it.
0: I mean, they supposedly, like, I don't think it's finalized yet, but most of the, like, Hollywood trades reporting, like, they found the guy that's going to be, like, their Kevin Fahey, like, this master producer guy. And so, like... I don't know. Maybe a couple of years from now we'll be like, oh, they actually are creating good stuff and, and this is working. But this transition has been pretty sloppy.
2: But I mean – so for me, like my interest has been up until now the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I even got Disney Plus because I like Marvel so much. And I, I'm trying to get this interest in the DC Cinematic Universe – and I was really hoping HBO Max would be the Disney Plus for these HBO or DC uh, shows and movies. And now they're getting rid of them and maybe they'll send them to another app. But that's the app I'm going to subscribe to in the future. Not this one.
0: I mean, I assume like most of the live action movies, they'll probably keep on the app. But the animation stuff, who knows? It seems like they're getting really flaky about the animated stuff. Mm-hmm. And also who knows about like the uh, CW shows. Right. Um, because right now like some of the newer CW shows are on there some of them are still on Netflix because they still have that contract with Netflix but like who knows like maybe they won't want those with this new direction they're heading in oh, right? I'll
2: bet they don't <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to bet they don't want those CW shows you don't think
0: so just because no. like the tone of them is lighter and stuff yeah like that? I mean
2: uh they're just the direction they're going in is like you know completely different from those shows they're so sitcom almost not sitcom but like they're you know, their cookie-cutter Marvel, or not Marvel, DC shows geared towards, like, 20s kids, you know, like 20-year-olds and so, 18-year-olds. I think they're, tra- they're trying to target more, like, middle-aged women with these reality shows.
0: With the reality shows, yeah, I think you're right. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Like, what do you think? I guess what strikes me, it, well, a lot of companies fumble
1: when they acquire a company. And I think them trying to go a different way on DC stuff is maybe good. But they're also moving into something that's really not their wheelhouse because they are just like reality TV and crap and, you know, just uh, random episodes of stuff. So it's not really something – it feels like something they could easily mismanage. But also, I mean, HBO has been a pretty quality company for a long time. I mean, they've really probably been more consistent in their quality than pretty much anybody. I mean, they generally just have pretty good content. But. um, when you acquire a company that has a strong brand like HBO does, it's such a huge mistake to to destroy that reputation out of hand. Like if they were going to buy it, they should have just kept it completely separate and said, this is HBO and we own it and tried to you know put as much good content and maybe elevate what they could. But it sounds like they're just going to dump all their crap onto the platform because it's, I assume it has a lot of subscribers there. And it sounds like they're maybe focused, not in a healthy way.
0: I almost think when they do combine, like, they should try to keep the Discovery stuff in, like, its own section rather than just spilling it on the front page with everything else. But, I mean, they're going to. and like I think they probably will, too, yeah. For sure they will. Like, I think the HBO Max app, like, right now actually has a lot of good shit on there. But, like... These moves don't excite me. You know what's weird though is like there's this guy that's a YouTuber and podcaster that I, I I don't listen to him all the time but like periodically and like he's covered like the movie business for a long time and he's like he is like a really knowledgeable guy about the business and like he seems to think like this David Zaslav guy who's like the head of this thing like he he says like he's thinks he's like he seems to be a fan of this guy and he he says he knows what he's doing. And, like, and he says, like, he agreed with, like, the Batgirl decision and things like this. And so, like, I'm like, okay, we'll see, I guess. I, like, just as a, from a fan perspective, like, I think some of these moves are very bizarre. Like, like I was saying, like, why would you not want to have a corner of your app for kids? And, like, I I think I even heard, like, they took a lot of, like, the Cartoon Network stuff off of there, too. And it's like, why? Like...
1: No, no, one's really nailing the cartoon stuff right now. I mean, it's like it's all seems like it's older. Nobody's putting out good shows.
0: I mean, that's why I'm excited for that Batman show if it ever comes out anywhere. But yeah, yeah, I think the cartoon front like like uh, sometimes I'll be scrolling through Netflix and I'll see like all these animated shows and I'm be, but like none of them I don't actually watch any of them. I like I see the description and I'm like, "Man, I don't know." And they all kind of look the same. I think the last cartoon that I really liked
1: was Adventure Time.
2: Yeah, I'm the same way. I, Before
1: that, probably Samurai Jack.
2: Yeah. So, Adventure Time, I last time I checked, they, it was on HBO Max. I don't know if it still is. They might have taken it down, actually. It was a Cartoon Network show.
1: Yeah, it was up for... Well, it seemed like it was split. It wasn't on... It was on
0: Hulu as well,
1: mm. some of it.
2: For a while, I think, so. Yeah, I'm not sure where it is now.
0: <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I don't really... Just from a, just a complete like business sense... I don't understand that move. It's like, don't you want to bring in as many people's subscribers as possible? And isn't one of those avenues to do that, to have, like, some kids stuff on there? Oh, the other thing is, like, HBO, like, owns the rights now to, like, well, they have for a few years now Sesame Street. And, like, apparently they also took, like, a ton of those episodes off.
2: Hmm. Man, they hate kids. (laughs) They're like, fuck them kids.
1: Yeah, Yeah, who knows? These days they are probably, like, trans sensitive or
0: something. Well, like, I think there a few years ago, like, there were some parents that were like, oh, Cookie Monster's setting a bad example because he's eating so much sugar, yeah, <laughs> you know. Then he started being like,
1: yeah, it's one cookie. <laughs> you have to eat healthy to get your cookie. <laughs> Kale cookies, kids. <laughs> After you eat your fruits and vegetables, it's a sometimes food.
0: <laughs> uh, what do you guys been watching this week?
1: Not much. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I watched a couple different, like random, like uh, I forget what it's called, the car building show. I watched them.
0: Oh, you finally you watched Prey? How was that?
1: Oh, I did watch Prey. Yeah, it was pretty good, and I was kind of surprised because it is very action heavy, which usually draws me out of a movie.
0: But they held it together pretty well. <sniffs> so you give that a thumbs up? You give it a thumbs up. I uh, I enjoyed it. I still want to watch it. I just I don't know. I haven't found the. the oh, timing. I thought you
2: had seen it. You didn't watch it.
0: Not yet. Oh, okay. No, I've wanted to, and it is uh, <laughs> I haven't got around to it still. Um, I don't know. Um, I watched a few things, so I finished up Ted Lasso. I think there's just two seasons right now on Apple Plus. Um, I like it. I got to say, I, I don't think I like season two quite as much as season one. Like, it's definitely like one of those like dramedy shows, you know? I think it's actually maybe created by the same guy that created Scrubs. But like, I could have used more jokes. I think. I think it maybe leaned. At times too far into the drama and I'm like, man, maybe a few more jokes, you know, but still good show. I liked it. And then, uh, since I have the Apple plus, I started watching severance. Have you guys watched this? No. What's it on? Is this Apple? Apple. Yeah. Oh, no, I haven't watched anything on Apple. Um, so I'm, I'm like five episodes in and I'm liking it, but basically, um, like the concept of the show is that there's these people that work for like this company. That's almost certainly evil. (laughs) And, like, basically, like, what the company's doing is top secret. So, for these people to work there, they have to go through what's called severance, which is where, basically, their memories are bifurcated between when they're working and when they're at home. So, like, like if you did this, like, you wouldn't know what your guy, what you do while you're at work. And when you're working, you wouldn't know what your other self outside of work does. And... And basically, like, um, wouldn't your work self just be like the most miserable? Yes. And and that comes into play in this show. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, they're just basically working 24 seven because it's like um, basically the transition they go through is on that, like the elevator, like going out. And so, yeah, for the people that are working, they basically get in the elevator and then it opens right back up and it's like another work day. Oh, gosh. (laughs) But. The the person on the outside has the good one. Yeah. Can you imagine you just go to work, you get in the elevator, and then it opens back up again, and it's like, oh, your day's done, your paycheck's going to come, (laughs) and be like, for that person, like, yeah, it sounds great. (laughs) Zero work, all the pay. Hmm. But then, like, the company they work for is, like, really weird. And, like, what they have the people doing, and, like, these different, like, bizarre departments they have, like... Th- that part's kind of a mystery. Right. right. And like, hey, you've been sucking dick
1: for eight hours.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That reminds me of this Upright Citizens Brigade sketch where this guy thinks he's in space, but really he's been getting fucked in the ass in some basement this whole time for like two years. But in his mind, he thinks he's in space. He's an astronaut. And this guy's like, no, I've been fucking you in the ass for two years.
0: i'm gonna have to track down this (laughs) guy
1: the soviet union fell we're not gonna be able to bring you back down to earth (laughs) oh geez
0: but yeah this show like it's trippy but i'm really liking it quite a bit um and then the only other thing is, I started uh, game wise. I started playing uh, Horizon Forbidden West, <clears throat> which I'm not super far into, but uh, I re- I'm I'm liking it so far, and I really like the first one. So excited to play more of that. Been killing a lot of Indians. <laughs> <laughs> no, just uh, I learned your lesson. Yeah, <laughs> have to upgrade my guns. <laughs> just robot dinosaurs. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh. Oh, man. Um, oh, I got to ask. Did you watch more of The Sandman?
1: Uh, yeah, I finished that season. Plus, they had like a bonus episode that was a cartoon.
2: Okay. Did you like it? Was it good? I did it, I did
1: like it. I watched some more of it. Okay.
0: Oh, the bonus one was animated?
1: Yeah, it was um, Dream of a Thousand Cats or something. I,
0: I, I think, like, I didn't read like a ton of The Sandman, but I think that was one of the issues I read.
1: Yeah, the premise was that, like, there was a time when... People were small and cats were huge and they basically ruled over us. But then the humans got together and started dreaming and they jumped of a world where they were in control. And then uh, the cats were, well, there was a cat trying to talk the other cats into doing it. But at the end, they were like, I can't imagine any anyone ever getting a
0: thousand cats to cooperate. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <You're right. laughs> uh-huh. Well, should we do a round of stories before we get into She-Hulk? I got one thing. <laughs> it better be good. Um, all right. Well, anyone who hasn't listened, basically we're going to go around the table. Everybody's going to bring a topic, of conversation up to the table, usually some sort of weird news story, and then we'll see if we can't make something funny and or entertaining out
2: of it. And as tradition dict- dictates, we usually start with AJ. So AJ, what do you got for us? I just want to read the, the title of one story before I read the next story. <laughs> um basically i think i have it here uh this guy was oh, plane crashed and uh let me see where it says it gosh i have it i have it i have it better be a good pun title <laughs> That was nonsense. Well, basically, the this plane crashed, and uh, there was a lifeguard competition happening at the same time as when this plane crashed. Oh, here it is. They plane all crashes near lifeguarding competition. Pilot rescued. So I mean, that'd it'd be, be funnier the... if he died. Oh well, yeah, that'd be <laughs>
0: like these lifeguards all stuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It would be funny if you're, like, dying and then there's, like, all these lifeguards and you just turn out they're, like, filming Baywatch. (laughs) (laughs) Like, no, they're all idiots. (laughs) None of us can swim.
2: (laughs) That was the uh, funny topic, I thought. And uh, this one I thought was really weird. Man lives on cruise ships for more than 20 years, can no longer walk straight on land. A man who has lived on cruise ships for more than 20 years can no longer walk land. Uh, Martin Salcedo, known in the cruise community as Super Mario, has been moving between Royal Caribbean ships for more than two decades, claiming he is the happiest guy in the world. He used to uh, he used to work in finance for a multinational corporation, but he he was sacked in, at age 47 and began a new life at sea. He's now spent more than 9,000 nights of on cruise ships, and he said the lifestyle never gets old, it's just his rare returns to land, which can be tricky. He says he lost his his land legs, uh, I've lost my land legs And when When I'm swaying There's so, a picture of him drinking <laughs> I know so, so when I'm swaying so much I can't uh, Walk in a straight line Yeah he's just a big drunk Yeah guy. he's just an alcoholic. He's <laughs> <laughs> just easier To play it off on a yeah, ship Yeah <laughs> Falling down on a ship Nobody knows you're drunk <laughs> Oh these waves
0: <laughs> When he was like Drunk on the ship And the sh- ship was Like swaying it Like
2: evened him out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) In perfect balance. He's like, uh, what was that, Mr. Magoo or whatever? (laughs) Somehow it works out for him. Uh, booking his cruises two years oh let me see uh, to live his lifestyle he budgets around 60 to 70 thousand per year uh, booking his cruises two years in advance and opting for basic cabins while also bringing in funds by managing investment portfolios for private clients from a, from on board the ships meanwhile on port days when he when most passengers get off for excursions he usually stays put on the ship only stepping off stepping on land for around 15 days it's not a holiday for Mario it's life people come here for vacation I don't come I come here to live my life. Uh, He told New York Times, which joined him on board a cruise in 2017 to make a short documentary about his life. Uh, He continued, adopting cruise ship life is simply escaping from reality. You're basically exiting the world, as you know it, on land and saying I don't want to be a part of that anymore. While for some, this may be a this this way of life may sound like hell for Mario. It's perfection, he explained. I don't have to take uh, out a gar- I don't have to take out the garbage. I don't have to clean. I don't have to do laundry. I've eliminated all those non-value activities and have all the time in the world to enjoy what I like to do. Of course, Mario's world fell apart when COVID hit, and he was forced to live on land like the rest of us. It seems this experience has only reaffirmed his commitment to the cruise life. He told all. Things cruise last, no- last November. Uh, I didn't know cruise, or I didn't cruise for fifteen months. It was miserable not knowing when ships would cruise again. My first cruise back was July second this year on the Freedom of the Seas. Perfect name, Freedom. I mean, this this doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> cruise ships are miserable. They're disgusting. They're unsanitary. The food is kept in the worst condition. Like this is just nasty. And this guy chose to live like that for 20 years and he's happy? He's just so lazy. He doesn't want to do his laundry or wash dishes. Hmm. That's <laughs> not too bad.
0: <laughs> there's actually, um, on certain cruise ships, there's like these really like luxury like rooms that you can purchase, but they're like crazy expensive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But then you have the option of like, you know, anytime you you want to go on that ship you know it's open it's open so i assume like there's people who must love that life even rich people yeah. that don't have to live that way <laughs> like some of them must love that I know, life. i've
1: met at least a couple of people on cruises that enjoyed them
0: yeah i mean you hear those horror stories about like where everybody gets sick and stuff diarrhea food poisoning yeah. but like of course like if, if there is some food with like food poisoning like yeah everybody's gonna get it but, yeah, I feel like I've heard uh, stories from a lot of people that enjoyed cruises. So it's a, it's a mixed
2: bag, I think. Uh, I'm so scared of, like, large bodies of water, first off. And then I've heard horror stories about people falling off these cruise ships. And they fall off in the stupidest ways, too. Like, <laughs> it doesn't have to be anything that makes sense. They just, you know, the, the turbulence knocked them over the side and they fell off. And, like, they all almost always end up in the propeller. You know, so you can't even swim oh, away. Oh, because
0: it, like, sucks you in. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so I mean, and people, people commit crimes on those ships. They do all kinds of stuff, and nobody can do anything about it, because there's no police to actually, like, arrest anybody or stop them from doing it. I'm the captain now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's no law out there. I just don't get it, man. It's international I mean, waters. <laughs> yeah. This guy must have had good luck or something. I don't know.
1: All right. Ready? Okay. New product hits the market. It's called Baby Pod. What do you think it is? <laughs>
0: Oh, I thought you were going to go with those uh, truck nuts for your feet that you texted oh, me Oh, no, no. That was just a throwaway.
1: But, yeah, there are uh, some Crocs out there with truck nuts on them, if, if anyone's looking.
0: See, I need something, like, business casual. I can't do Crocs. i got to wear them to work. <laughs> <laughs> you can get a pair of cowboy
1: boots with, like, a, uh, what, what's that called? A little thing that spins. Spur?
2: Yeah, oh, you're yeah. a spur, but you just got some truck nuts banging back there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um so what's this thing called Baby pod
2: Baby, baby pod. pod you think it is? It sounds like a little pod you put your baby in. It does sound like
1: that. <laughs> All right we're thinking more like um, what's the Apple iPod. So there's a little speaker about this big and while you're pregnant, you shove it up your vagina and crank up the tunes. Now <laughs> I thought this was going to be like a um, like a Bluetooth or something right? But it's not. You plug it into your phone. There's a Y connector. So once the speaker is connected with a wire, you shove that one up there. And then you got an option for another wire that you can listen to.
0: Well, you got to have the wire to fish it back out.
1: <laughs> yeah, it would have needed something. I just wasn't expecting you to be connected to your phone, I guess. <laughs> I was expecting you to be able to walk down the
0: street or something. People be like, "You, do you hear something? Well, you know... I've heard of, like people like pregnant women like you know putting a speaker like on their stomach or doing. right but yeah this is a another step uh, like really
2: rocking that womb yeah <laughs> I don't know what what effect that has on a child it, it could be just completely annoying the whole time <laughs> I know <laughs> <laughs> Get one
1: of those bow speakers, really give him the bass. <laughs> He's like, it's,
0: it's, like a club in there.
2: And <laughs> have a bunch of DJs in the future. <laughs>
1: He's born in your life. The doctor's just like, you fucked him up. <laughs> You ruined this baby. <laughs>
0: He's healthy, but he's got shitty taste in music. Yeah,
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's just been sitting in there listening to vanilla
0: ice all day. (laughs) He's like he's like, I don't need to hear about wet ass pussy, that's my life. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Hey, on short occasion that wasn't bad. (laughs) It wasn't good. Uh oh damn. We might have to circle back
1: <laughs> Oh I didn't uh There's some
0: jokes in there somewhere.
1: I didn't I, I think I might have told this to OJ. I didn't tell it to you. So yesterday I'm out doing my little patrol, I walk around the corner, guess what I saw?
0: Some fucking
1: a completely naked old woman. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It's like, why? <laughs> and you know, have you ever just seen something and like your brain sees it and it's your brain's just like, this isn't right. This this isn't real. <laughs> this
0: can't be, can it?
1: It is. And you're just like looking and you keep looking and you're like, ah, god damn it. It, it is real. <laughs> and in your case, you
0: keep looking and you keep looking.
1: <laughs> well, I had to like call it in and then like. I was like I, I was like I don't want to have to approach this person and like make him leave the property you know but thankfully she left and the dumb part is like she was packing on a bag of clothes so she goes over to like the bus stop gets
0: dressed and leaves on the bus I was like what the fuck now I get asked how was it this, was it like a Helen Mirren old lady or was it like uh it was just the old lady from Titanic old just boy? shriveled <laughs> shriveled thin old lady Ugh.
2: She could be, like, a typical person from Portland who's, like, 40 but looks 80 because <laughs> they've been on drugs the whole
0: <laughs> That's true, man. Yeah, there could have been some uh, <laughs> drug-related issues in there. Yeah, she might have been younger than you think. That's true, man. Some people that do drugs fuck it ages them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, certain drugs, I don't know. It just sucks the life out of you. Mm. Um. <laughs> well, I got another uh, sexy story for you. So, like... Uh, we had some of those stories in the past of these these damn macaque monkeys, like just terrorizing India and Japan. Is it pronounced macaque? I think it is. I thought it was macaque. I, I'm choosing to pronounce it macaque because it's funnier.
1: <laughs> it sounds like a Scottish lord.
0: <laughs> but I think there's some good news. I think these macaques finally found something that's going to calm them down. Dirty monkey business. Macawks learn to use stones as sex toys. <laughs> Man. They're evolving. <laughs> Those monkeys are up been to... they paying z- too much attention to it like humans. <laughs> Those monkeys are up to something. There have been strangely many stories popping up lately about macaques. <laughs> In Japan, the authorities recently executed a macaque that had been attacking people. But in Indonesia, the macaques are, well, doing something completely different. There's no tactful way to put this, so we'll just be blunt. The macaques are masturbating with sex toys. In a recent study published in the journal Ethology... Researchers observed groups of long-tailed macaques in Bali's sacred monkey forest. They noticed that the monkeys were using stones on their genitals. Puzzled by the behavior, the scientists tried to figure out if there was some kind of deeper reason for it. But as it turns out, the most likely explanation is that it just makes the monkeys feel good. On one hand, it's common knowledge that some monkeys can use primitive tools. On the other, we didn't really expect them to. Oh, who are we kidding? Our ancestors probably did the exact same thing as soon as they learned to pick up a stone.
1: They're entering the stone
0: age. (laughs) (laughs) Although, that's like the worst thing to fuck with. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it would be your first uh, (laughs) choice. (laughs) Uh, but let's take a step
1: back. <laughs> Could be like that guy last week you can just fuck a cat.
0: <laughs> You'd think they would go with like an animal before they go with a stone. Uh, but let's Romancing take a. the stone. <laughs> oh, that's a good That might be a good title. <laughs> uh, but let's take a step back and establish what the macaques are actually doing with the stones. By the way, we will talk about monkey genitalia. So you might want to stop reading here if that makes you uncomfortable. Ugh.
2: What? Not
0: at These all. These riders, man. <laughs> If we're in this far, you know we're up for it. Uh, Still with us? All right. Let's get dirty. So the researchers gathered their data, mostly in the form of video between 2016 and 2019. Oh, good video. (laughs) Get my close-up lens. They observed many instances of monkeys playing with stones of various sizes. Sometimes the activity was clearly just play or mental stimulation. The macaques would gather piles of stones, clack them together, throw them around, stick them in their mouths, and whatever other things you'd expect them to do with a bunch of rocks. But then there was the other behavior. The researchers noticed that both the male and female macaques had a habit of rubbing or tapping stones on their genitals. With the male monkeys, it was pretty obvious what was going on. According to the study, the male macaques would rub their dongs with stones more often and for a longer time if they also uh, had an erection. Clearly, they were spanking the monkey. But with their females, things weren't quite so clear cut. For females, it's a little bit harder because we don't really have an easy... Uh, signifier of arousal, Camilla Seni, the study's lead author and PhD candidate at the University of Lethbridge, Canada, told Vice. However, the females were r- weirdly picky about which stones received the honor of caressing their lady parts. Oh, let me guess, just the big ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, they seem to prefer stones with a grainy texture or ones with a prominent edge. Hmm. What Does it mean like a sharp edge? Yeah, or, right? Or, ugh. Uh, you can probably imagine uh, why that might be. Naughty, naughty. Uh, creativity from boredom is, uh, it's not unusual to see macaques using or playing with stones. For example, Japanese macaques do it very commonly as do the ones in Bali. Masturbation isn't a rare phenomenon, phenomenon either. Many primates do it from macaques to chimpanzees and yes, homo sapiens like you and me, but seeing macaques put two and two together and use stone tools for masturbation is a rare sight to behold. How could they have learned this behavior? They learned it from watching
2: you. I learned uh, it from you, dad. <laughs>
0: Uh, One explanation could be that the macaques are simply so bored that they discovered sex toys. Seni's team and other researchers have noticed that macaques living near humans are more likely to play with stones. The reason for that is that they can get plenty of food both from visiting tourists and stealing it from human settlements. With the abundance of food, the monkeys won't have to be constantly looking for their next meal. Consequently, they have many hours in the day that they uh, don't uh, really need to do anything. I think we can probably confidently say that the free time they have as a result of provisioning is a big exp- explanation for playing with stones, said Senny. While messing around with the stones, one macaque probably figured out that rubbing them on their genitals feels kind of nice. Throw in some monkey-see-monkey-do, and so- soon the whole group knew uh, knows about the joy of sex toys. It's hard to give a very solid explanation, but it really seems that they do it because it feels good. There is some sort of tactile stimulation from the contact of these stones with their genitals, and it feels good. And there's no reason to stop, summarized Senni. It started with masturbation, alright. So we've learned that macaques have figured out what sex toys are. Uh, what do we do with this revelation? Well, funny as the thought of a monkey using a stone dildo is, the observation could have significant scientific merit. It may lead to a better understanding of how tool uh, use develops in primates. <laughs> it was using tools that helped our predecessors conquer the planet. <laughs> It'd be really handy if this was like a pointy. Like a spear. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's the stuff. (laughs) They, like, learn to, like, shape them. (laughs) Uh, And as we joked in the beginning, it's possible that they, too, once went from stuffing stones in their mouths to sticking them into other orifices on their way to discover more advanced technology. Our results support the view that uh, tool use evolves in stages from initial non-functional behaviors such as object play uh, through affordance learning. Uh, the researcher noted in the study. In other words, the macaques have learned to use stones for a purpose. Who knows? Rubbing a rock on his genitals might be the first step on the road that leads a macaque to inventing a monkey wrench. I
1: want to see the anthropologist who writes that letter.
0: <laughs> Peer reviewed <laughs> I, w- I want to see these videos Like undercut with that uh, Who's that like planet earth narrator that With the British voice Oh Attenborough Yeah let's get Attenborough to, to narrate these monkeys Fucking boning off the, the rocks Here we see the monkey Choosing a pebble
2: <laughs> Notice oh, no. its
1: grainy texture and its sharp edge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like,
2: there was a point in that article where they said they must have discovered this when they were bored. It's I don't think so. I think that's probably on the top of their mind. Like humans, all humans think about is sex most of the time.
0: That's true. And like, yeah, we're like ninety nine percent like you know apes. So yeah. like, yeah. hmm, she Hulk. Stupid. Well, I was just thinking like, um, you know, they also said like the oh these monkeys you know they don't have to like um search for food so much. So they think about fucking more, but like, you know, in the caveman days when they did have to spend a large portion of of their day, like searching for food, like they still were fucking a lot. (laughs)
2: I'm sure they procrastinated by fucking. (laughs) We'll get food.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, should we now review she Hulk? She Hulk. Short episode. It was a short episode. Uh, She Hulk episode two entitled superhuman law. Uh, We started out with the news reports kind of, you know, recapping what happened at the end of the the first episode with uh, Jennifer hulking out in the courtroom. Um, And the news dubs her She-Hulk. Because, like, one of the guys was like, it was like a chick hulk. And the the reporter was like, you mean like a She-Hulk? Yeah. And then it turned into a thing. This reporter calls him the Super Mario Brothers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, nobody's going to get that.
0: No, I didn't get that either. <laughs> then you haven't watched one of the best cinematic classics in history. Um, so, like, then, like, you know, she's in her, like uh at work and like there's a group of people like chanting like for she hulk outside so like she goes out and greets them, and then she like ends up going to a bar with her friend um they start talking to, actually about the name and she like talks about how she doesn't like the name and how it's like derivative of the hulk and like they talk about how like even that's not a good name yeah well she goes into the bar as she hulk yeah yeah um there's like another like male lawyer that comes up to her and like accuses her of like doing this for like publicity, like as a publicity stunt. I couldn't quite hear what he was saying,
1: but like she's blatantly like t- much taller than all of them, I guess. So, yeah, and
0: he says something about like how do you get those powers? Oh, it's nepotism from your cousin or whatever. Like, <laughs> okay, yeah, it was it was a weird line. So like, as She Hulk, like she's drinking a bunch of alcohol. And, like, as we established in episode one, like, I guess when she's the Hulk, like, her metabolism is so fast that, like, she doesn't get drunk. Right. But then, like, her boss comes in and she, he's like, I need to talk to you. And he's like, can you please, you know, transform into Jennifer, you know, your regular self. So she shrinks down. But then, like, she instantly, like, falls to the ground. And, like, so apparently, like, the alcohol all hits her at once. Is that what you guys got out of that? Because yeah, like, I guess it was, like, getting to her liver. Because she like, she, like, mentioned, like, you know, her metabolism changing, like, in an instant yeah. or something. Mm. So, technically, like, she could kill herself very easy with <laughs> yeah. alcohol poisoning if she wasn't careful, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was a little bit yeah. weird. it was a little random. Um, but basically, like, her boss basically tells her, like, hey, you did the right thing in there, like, saving the people or whatever and stopping the bad guy. But basically, we have to fire you because, A, like... Uh, They declared a mistrial and we lost the case. And, like, B, now you're just a liability to the law firm. Which – do you think um, she could have sued them for that, (laughs) ironically? (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) Um, So then we get this whole, like, uh, montage. Because even if you get, like, a mistrial, don't you have to – can't they still take you to trial? They just get, like, a new jury and stuff? I mean, that's what I thought. Is like when they declare mistrial. It's not just like oh you win. It's like oh no. Now we're just gonna yeah get a you know a different trial with different chance. jurors yeah. and yeah you get another chance. But um so Jen uh, then goes to a uh, family dinner and I, I wrote her family is cartoonishly insufferable. <laughs> like it's just like I didn't really get any too much out of them. Not really like. Some of them are like um, trying to well, – oh, like – and I wrote this down somewhere. Like one of them like talks about her hair and I was curious about that. Why when she changes into She-Hulk does her hair go from curly to straight? I don't know. That doesn't make any sense to me. I think also like somehow the greenness
1: makes her look less ethnic. I don't know. <laughs> 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 I feel like – I mean like, I, don't know, I don't know what her ethnicity is. I feel is more like, like she's a white woman with the uh, green paint on – when she's She-Hulk. Green face.
0: Yeah, green face. Um, oh, <laughs> I wrote, her perfect stranger's dad then makes her feel better. Now, I'm not sure, but I think her dad is like the guy from Perfect Strangers that's Larry. not Valkyrie. Yeah, Larry. Okay. I didn't look it up, but I was like... I thought he looked vaguely familiar,
1: but I did not put that together. I was
0: like, I didn't look it up, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's him, and I want to believe it's him. <laughs> yeah, good memory. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then she goes... To another bar, or maybe the same bar—I don't know—and this guy named Mister Holloway approaches her um, and offers her a job. And he basically—he was the lawyer on the other side of the case um, from episode one. And he's like, um, basically says, like, before the we got the mistrial, like you were winning that case and like that's hard to do against us so he's like he was like impressed by her
1: <laughs> that's like you're giving someone a compliment but you also compliment yourself <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> um she accepts a job but she says she gets to choose her, her own paralegal and he's like he doesn't care so um she of course hires her friend who i think's name is nikki i think um so anyway she goes there and then he drops it on her That They're creating a new division that's designed just to basically represent people with superhuman abilities. Which, what did you guys think of this? Like, do you think this is something that would really happen in the world with, like, superpowered people? Like, they would have their own justice system? I mean, that's a huge, uh,
1: just, um, publicity. I I, I think the publicity would be huge, yeah.
2: I I think the government would definitely, like, want to use those people. So they'd probably try to protect them and...
1: I mean, think of all the, like, skyscrapers Superman knocked down. He's going to need some representation.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I want, you, you know, like those, like... Were you involved in a an auto accident or whatever? Call Galinto and Stearns or whatever. You know, one of those cheesy ones. But I want one of those for, like, yeah, like super power. Like, yeah. did you knock down 13 skyscrapers and kill 10 million people? No. Call Galindo and Stearns.
1: I thought you were going to be, the like, the other way. Like, yeah. the collateral damage people.
0: Oh, yeah, that could Did be. the Hulk throw your car <laughs> 13 blocks and miss? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, like... So he's like, yeah, we want you to be the head of this. And he's like, so we want you to actually be She-Hulk. And he actually asks if she can change into She-Hulk. And so we kind of get this thing where she, uh, in this episode, breaks the fourth wall just to basically tell us that, like, she doesn't really, like, like that she has to do this or whatever. You know, she's uneasy about it. Um, her and her friend are, like, uh, enjoying, like, her new office with the good view. and like, Yeah, she gets the big corner office, but she has to walk past, like... Well, there's
1: all these, like, uh, little, like, (laughs) men are assholes or whatever. Like, there's a boardroom of old men, like, cheering and clapping or something and shaking hands. (laughs) Like,
0: she's like, oh. She did break the fourth wall and say some snotty comment about that.
1: And then there's, like, some guy comes up and gives her, like, a gift basket. And he's like, "Here's the
0: map to the toilet." I was just gonna mention this. this? I was just gonna mention this. So yeah, this guy and I had the subtitles on. His name is Pug, by the way. A Pug. Pug. (laughs) Pug greets her with a basket and a pooping map. I wrote, (laughs) which who does that? Like, yeah, this guy's like good looking, but like, who would hit on a woman and be like, "That's the first thing they lead with is like, (laughs) (laughs) he wasn't like you know, I'll just uh, let her figure." (laughs)
2: <laughs> we got your poop map She was ecstatic She was happy to have it She's like, oh <laughs> uh, That's not how I I thought she was like All happy and everything She's like oh poop map
0: <laughs> How'd she look I don't know If she said that I was sarcastic No nah, she didn't say that She didn't say that <laughs> I feel like Like if a new woman Like started where I work And the first thing I did Was come up to her And be like Hey uh, <laughs> Like here's a basket With fucking apples in it and hey if you want to take a shit here's a map for. <laughs> like oh like
1: like somebody is so condescending they had to jar him out to the
2: toilet and that person would automatically be like associated with poop in your mind from that point
0: forward <laughs> yeah do you, do you think uh, her and Pug are going to have a, a romance in this show
1: they did kind of put him off on like a bad start like hey go give her this gift basket she's
0: going to want that map I get, there's gonna be a scene like where she's taking a shit and she breaks the fourth law and she's like this really is a good place to shit <laughs> or, or she's gonna be like I really
1: need to take a shit where's that Give <laughs> where's that map
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's like the big thing. you know how they show like and a-
0: then it just goes
1: out onto like a balcony and the door locks behind her <laughs>
0: What's that one? Oh, yeah, it'd be funny if the map le- led somewhere like she wasn't supposed to be. <laughs> mm.
2: <laughs> what were you gonna say? I can't even think of the name. Like, there's something in, in movies which, like, when they show like a gun, they come back to it, and the like, they they basically say like, okay, this gun's gonna be important later on in the show. Oh okay.
0: yeah, it's like a, a Star Trek thing, like Chekhov's gun or yeah, whatever.
2: Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's what they're doing with this bathroom map. Maybe it's Chekhov's gun. For we the need to pause <laughs> because
1: it is called Chekhov's gun and it is not related to Star Trek. Oh, it's not. I thought it was a Star Trek thing. No, there was an author named Chekhov. Oh, and he says you don't hang a gun on the wall unless you intend to use it. Oh, oh I guess the only context I ever heard check <laughs> was Star Trek, and so I was like, oh, it's like probably... Oh,
0: Put these hands together. I thought, I thought, well, I haven't seen most Star Trek, shit, so I, I figured it was like a Star must Trek have, thing. It must have been Chekhov. Been. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't you see that happen? <laughs> that, you, that, you, I'm gonna write a Star Trek thing now with Chekhov as a gun.
2: <laughs> Gun, Captain, yeah. you have to bring it back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you don't hang a gun on the wall unless you intend to use it. Um. Okay, so now we find out. Like, uh, Mr. Holloway tells Jen that her first case is going to be defending Emile Blonsky, aka Abomination. Um, she, of course, doesn't want to represent him because way back in the Incredible Hulk, he tried, he fought, and like tried to kill uh, uh, Bruce. So, uh, pause for just a
1: second. So, like in the comics, somehow he injects Bruce's blood into
0: himself. Honestly, like and I don't even—I don't even in... remember in the movie how it happened
1: because basically, Abomination is like yeah, this big green thing he turns into. It's not quite a Hulk, but it's like. Well, the Abomination isn't green though. Like, isn't he white? It might be different versions, but like uh, that's why I was kind of asking you guys because you've read more comics than I have. Uh, Hulk's
0: never a character I've gravitated towards. I've never read much Hulk. But, yeah, he somehow gets a version of the serum. Okay. And it makes him big.
1: Well, there's another thing, too, because before... Um, well, we're about to get there, right? The Where she decides to go interview him at the Supermax prison.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's basically the next thing. The only thing before there is um, she talks about how it'd be a conflict of interest and... The guy's like, oh, it's not a problem. We had him sign this conflict uh, waiver. Right. So anyway, she goes there to interview him. And
1: basically, he's in one of these big acrylic cages. So it basically looks like uh, Loki when uh, he was trapped in one of those on a flying airship.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. In the first Avengers movie, yeah. <laughs> but uh,
1: um, And there were some really shitty jokes about Hannibal Lecter or something. Right. I don't know. It didn't work, whatever it was. But uh, I'm forgetting what point I was trying to get to now. She was going in to interview him, and I was—I t- don't know—I'm well, I'm blanking on.
0: Well, well, basically, I'm pulling he, a Biden here. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I'll <you'll> remember. <laughs> basically, he kind of talks about how, like, his version is like number one, like he's a different guy than who he used to be, and like number two, he was basically just following the government's orders.
1: Right. So, so he's Russian, but he was like grew up in England. England. Yeah. But he was given like a serum like Captain America or something. So he was
0: like a super soldier. Yeah, he mentioned like he thought he was going to be like the the next Captain America. Or okay, something right. Like that. And, I, and I think, yeah, God, again, it's been so long since I watched that Hulk movie. But like, yeah, he, he was like a soldier or something. And I think the government did end up like giving him the serum that turned him into abomination, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um. And, yeah, he has this whole thing where he's like, yeah, I'm a changed man, and now I've written... I, I've, like, apologized to the people that wronged me and written haikus for all of them and all this kind of stuff. Um, so Jen calls Bruce to see if he's okay with uh, with her taking the case, which, and he is. But then... <laughs> This part, I was like, "What the fuck?" So we find out that Bruce is aboard that Sicarian spaceship, yeah. from episode one. And I remember us talking like last week. We're like, "Well, where this did, is a- they go." We're know? like, the most interesting part of this was like the whole Sicarian <laughs> spaceship thing, and what's going to happen with this. Now it just seems like this is a a, a throwaway thing to where they're like, "Oh, well, this will be a different series or something." Yeah. Like this just seems like if. Yeah, Hulk's off on a new adventure. It so seemed like the most the thing that was interesting the most is now just going to be like in the future in a different show. Hulk,
1: I I, I too thought he was going to be an important part and he's gone.
0: <coughs> I mean, they might bring him back. So, you know. and
1: I mentioned this, talked about this briefly, but apparently like in the comics, at some point, Hulk had a child yeah. on Sakaar. So, we're kind of wondering if could he be like going back
0: there to a son? <laughs> Yeah, because we don't – like, those years, like, the Thor Ragnarok and, like, he was in space for a while. Right. It seemed like he was in a cell with the Grandmaster or whatever, pretty much. Yeah, it does seem like there was, but, like, a period like, of time.
1: Could, could he still have
0: – But, like, I don't I don't understand. Like, I don't know exactly, you know, the timeline. I don't know if he would have been there long enough to have a son or have – you know, I don't know.
2: Yeah, he was there for two years. It seemed oh, like he'd been years. there for a while, Yeah.
0: Yeah, I wonder, like, if maybe they eventually will do kind of, like, a a Hulk in space series or something.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. And there's, like, there's like other versions of Hulk out there, right? I heard there's, like, a God Hulk or something.
2: Yeah, there's, like, there are other Hulks. There's, like, World War Hulk, and then there's, like... Uh... Well, World War Hulk
0: was... I, I, I forget, like, in the comics, so, so, like, at one point, like, the event... Like, I think Hulk does something, causes too much damage, so the Avengers basically send him into space... And then there's the storyline Planet Hulk where I think that's where he has the sun and he kind of lives in outer space for a while. And then eventually he comes back to Earth and that's the World War Hulk storyline where like – then he like fights the Avengers or whatever because he's pissed for him like vanishing him into space or whatever. (laughs) I I, I never – I think I read World War Hulk but I never read Planet Hulk but it's been forever.
2: (laughs) Yeah, like uh, the Illuminati, they sent him into space. With like a ship and then – you know, he has his whole family and life on Sakar and then uh, something happens to the ship and because of that something happens to his wife on that planet because mm-hmm. the ship, you know, exploded basically. And uh, he thinks that the Illuminati are the reason behind that happening. So he goes back to Earth and then starts just beating the hell out of them. Is
0: his did his is his son in the comics
2: alive? Yeah, Sakar. Or her name is his name is Scar. Scar. Mm-hmm. Hmm.
0: Let's see.
1: So yeah, you They were interviewing him, and then uh, he kind of made himself look like maybe he's a, you know, kind of possibly an empathic character. But, like, you can't really tell which side he's going to land on. That's how I felt.
0: Which character?
1: Uh, The Abomination character. Mm. Like, is he, like, you know... Like, is he just full of shit? Like, has he turned a leaf? Is, is like, his story true? Like, his viewpoint is valid? Where he did think he was, like, the hero, and he's just kind of been cast in a weird role
0: yeah i guess like he does seem like he might be deceptive right but at the same time it does seem like maybe he's lying (laughs) right right um but anyway jen takes the case and then immediately the news comes on and it shows um abomination fighting in the fight club from shang chi yeah now my question is because i couldn't tell if it was like oh like he's he's In prison right now, but they just discovered this footage so they know at times he snuck out and did this fighting ring. Or if this is, like, current right now, like, he's out of prison and he's in the fight ring.
1: Well, I thought it was current, but that also raises some weird questions.
0: I I thought it was the past. Yeah, I couldn't tell. So it's just, like, bad, uh... But it seems like Wong is the one getting him out, right? Because he has the sling ring.
1: Well, yeah, that's the thing. If, If he escaped from prison, Wong had to let him out... But, like, in Shang-Chi, it seemed like they'd had a relationship, like, kind
0: of like a working relationship. Yeah. It seems like there would have to be a backstory there. Because why would um, Wong just randomly be like, oh, I'm going to break this bad guy out of prison. So we can fight in a cage. So <laughs> we can do fake fights and get money, you know. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know how that's going to patch together. So maybe, I mean, Wong's going to be in the show at some point. So so maybe they will have that backstory of how those two got together. Yeah. Um. But yeah, basically that's how how the how it ends. And then, did you guys watch the little uh, after credit stinger?
1: Oh yeah, you mean where? Uh,
0: <laughs> perfect. She, she
1: fights glass ceiling man, <laughs> <laughs> and finally breaks through because she has
0: these new newfound manly powers. Well, I don't know if she broke the glass ceiling because really it was just uh, perfect stranger's dad forcing her to do physical labor. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, yeah, (laughs) carrying in the water, yeah, and like, yeah, all that kind of stuff. OJ knows that that role, (laughs) (laughs) carrying in the water. Oh yeah, (laughs) five gallon jugs. (laughs) Yeah, know that life. (laughs) My dad made me do that too. (laughs) Got some quads going up all the stairs. (laughs) Quads, man!
2: You got the calves, man.
0: (laughs) Got calves. I don't know why. Some people get calves. (laughs) No, you you you're being a bit like you know sarcastic about that but do you think that's still a thing with like these female superhero properties where they're still maybe a bit ham fist is fisted and inelegant about like about telling not showing when it comes to like um portraying female heroes as like you know badass and like can do all the things the men can do well i mean they also have so many
1: much stuff like it's kind of like 80s ish But, um, I think there is a little bit of that, but it's also, you have female writers. So some of them are probably bringing some real world experience into this in even if it's maybe, you know, a little bit weird or something. Um, what I, what I feel kind of weird about is I feel like it kind of takes away potential story or character arc because you basically have to come across and say, you know, you're, the women's infallible. And all of these guys are wrong. So they're they're subtle bad guys, but it's also like it's not
0: enough to create a big enough conflict to be interesting. I don't know. I I get what you mean. Like even in like episode one, where like she's at the bar and like there's the guys like catcalling her. They're they're very on the nose. Like right, but there's, there's no. There's no gray. Right.
1: Know. And I'm I'm just kind of like, is every time she ever interacts with a male, it has to be like a condescending thing. Like, do I really have to sit through that every time? I mean, it's, it's, it's too much. It's like, it's just, I don't like
0: watching it. You know, I thought the first Wonder Woman movie did a, a very good job of not beating you over the head and like showing you that she's powerful. Just like, that you know that visual of like her in the no man's land with her shield, like blocking the bullets, and like I thought it did a very good job of, of not like being really like ham fisted about it. And that's, then that's
1: another thing. If you are like superpowered, like you have no reason to give a shit what anybody thinks.
0: And then there's you know like the Captain Marvel movie, which is a movie I liked, and I like her and everything, but there was definitely like kind of eye rolling moments in that movie too where i'm like ah they're trying
1: too hard right you're like the most powerful being in the universe it's like okay (laughs) i don't know why are we uh
0: so yeah i kind of hope in the future like like i'm all for having them more female superheroes but i do think they maybe they need to be a little more subtle in in that storytelling
1: well i think it can even work if you just pick out like one or two people and make them pieces of shit but it's like Oh, like every single person is a piece of shit in this world.
0: <laughs> Here's your poop man.
1: <clears throat> I'm sorry.
0: But also like the character arc you're saying, like, yeah, maybe if one of these, you know, characters start off to where maybe like they're taking a little more shit from men or something, and then like over time like they they become more assertive. I don't know. Well that would necessarily I mean have her to apply main character but. isn't
1: isn't mousey, although she could have been, but you do kind of see like a transition. I feel like of um, personality. Like as, as she hopes she does seem more confident, which is supposed to be the same person. So
0: I don't know. I feel a little bit weird. Something. I, I feel like strange. sometimes the writing of these shows feels like too defensive. Like like they almost assume the people watching are shitty. <laughs> and I'm like I'm like no like I get, I get women are, are powerful and like you don't need to like be quite as defensive as you're being like, we, we get it. Like, yeah, you can, you can, you can tone that down a bit. You don't have, you know, but yeah, it did feel
1: like a conscious decision to, to tackle those things, but I don't know. It is just kind of very, yeah, I guess you might say ham fisted.
0: Yeah. Just uh, maybe a little on the nose at points, but um, a little more open to it.
2: I don't, I've, I've heard like women on TikTok and stuff and they talk about how like, you know, they go through that stuff all the time where, like, men are, like, saying these things to them and, like, talking to them a certain way. So, I mean, I'm not in their shoes. I Maybe they go through it a lot more than we think, and it really is that much of a hassle. Like, you know, they really deal with that negativity all the time. Yeah, it
0: could be. It's just, I don't know, you watch some of these shows and you're you, – sometimes it feels like you're being preached to in a way you don't need to be. I think pre that's, like,
1: the second rule of writing is don't be preaching. I think maybe that's – but it is slightly preachy. I mean, it's not super over the top, but it's present. Right.
0: So, I mean, I I think as as we get more of these shows um, centered around female superheroes, I'm I'm hoping that levels out a little bit. We, you know, there's other stories. Like I I'd, I'd rather right. There's other have stories to tell. There's, right. there's
1: yeah better stories to tell. I think.
0: And I, I guess some female writers would probably say, "Well, that's a the way men treat us is." an ever-present part of her life, so maybe it should always be in these stories to an extent. But it's boring. It gets it gets monotonous if it's too too there all the time. Like I said,
1: well, if you had, like, one boss character who was, like, an asshole and masochistic, I, I feel that's maybe more of a representation because there are, like, a handful of shitheads
0: anywhere. I did like that her boss that, like, fired her still seemed like a good guy. Mm-hmm. Like, like, the guy who hired her, though, is more like,
1: <laughs> advantageous yeah, he right like he just using he's them. like we're going to cash in on this yeah. right the other guy did seem stupid for like letting her go though so
2: well he seemed like he didn't have a choice though
0: maybe well he said like the DA's office was having issues with it or something there was there was some line there yeah, to justify like it was it. a well, conflict just, of we'll interest we'll just say fuck it you're
1: off that case we'll give you you know we've got 400 rape cases sitting over here you
0: can work on those but really like she has ability to transform at will and it's like how many cases do they think they're gonna get where a fucking supervillain kool-aid man's through the wall <laughs> like <laughs> i think that would be a rare occurrence and if it does like you want a she-hulk there to
2: <laughs> wait that can't be why they want her like just because she can like stop supervillains from like doing stuff
0: well i think this new firm wants her because like they specifically have this superhuman division so it doesn't matter if she's she hulk and the fact that she's a lawyer just is like a perfect fit but as far as like the old firm that fired her i'm like i'm not sure that makes sense because oh. like the chances of that happening again like it did in episode one are very slim yeah. and besides that like imagine how much money they could drum up if they used her she hulk in, yeah. in like their legal ads yeah it was just mm-hmm. stupid so yeah i don't i think you're right i don't think that makes a lot of
2: sense yeah, even as a company mascot, she would probably be like She'd be awesome. Valuable, yeah,
0: Yet, like even if they're like, honestly, like if they're like, okay, you can't lawyer anymore, but we're going to pay you more just to be our fucking like spokesperson. Mm-hmm. But like, she, she wouldn't be happy with that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah be maybe unfulfilling. Not. But she got to practice law. No, she'd be rich.
0: She's got to bring justice to the land. <laughs> um, I don't think I like this episode overall as much as episode one, but it, it'd be close, I guess. I didn't like it but
1: I I felt like uh Tim Roth has promise so it gave me a little bit of hope. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, and I just uh you know they haven't introduced Wong and other characters yet and I I think there's a you know there's a lot to be to look forward to in this. Yeah. So yeah, I'm optimistic.
0: I'm 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 still probably in like, you know, 6 out of 10 range. Like mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't hate it. Uh I'm I'm still hoping it gets better, but um I I am kind of curious like it being a nine-episode series, like, if if most of the episodes are going to be around this length. Because this was a short episode. This was, like, 30 minutes with credits. So, probably, like, the actual episode was, like, you know, 20-some minutes right. long. Like, it went by pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, yeah Aj and I were talking about this. But we were also talking about how, like, their overall story structure that they're doing with, like, these series is wrong. Because you've got, like, two or three where it's all set up. And basically, you're you're watching a full movie of nothing. And then, like, you kind of cross your fingers and say, like, well, hopefully this finishes out better than it started because it started like shit. But, I mean, if you think of something like Breaking Bad, like, the first 30 seconds you are like, hooked and it goes on for season after season after season and you're just, like, you can't stop watching. And so I I, I think they're really missing the ball as far as writing goes in some of those in some of those manners.
2: Yeah, and if it's going to be this slow, drop the whole series at once, you know? Let us walk, get past those slow episodes and get to the meat of the the series. Well, know?
1: the structure is wrong. They just need to jump into it and just knock it out episode after episode after episode because what they're doing right now is just, it's wrong. It, it's not
0: smart. It's, it's just got a bad structure. I gotta say, though, as, like, a murder mystery fan, I wish she was defending, like... I wish there was a murder mystery component to this. Like she was defending like a superpower person that was accused of murder, but who was like actually innocent and like, I,
1: I mean, that could be great. I mean, but what if like for episode one, you open up on some like, you know, maybe something a bit ambiguous and you do have like a villain there and you do have like dead people around and like, you don't necessarily explain it. You have a mystery. Now you've hooked people in, you've got something, you know, you can reference back to backstory, you can build on it. I mean, there's a lot of things
0: that you can do there, but they're they're just not right. I totally agree. Like if the, if there was a a, um, a central mystery to the show, it would hook me in a lot more. It would go a lot further. I gotta say, like you told me this, and I read it too. So there was like a quote from like the writers of the show where they're like. We realized we weren't really good at writing courtroom drama, and so I'm like, "Well, okay, I'm not expecting <laughs> yeah, then where to are you going. Like, then? <laughs> like basically, their story is going to be more the stuff that's not in the courtroom, but I'm like, it seems like it seems like that the courtroom drama part of it probably isn't all that compelling and then. And like, yeah it, that is one of those things I think is a specialty, so if they
1: were going to do it, they probably should have brought in somebody who's good at that particular thing.
0: Let's get some Perry Mason up in this book. Yeah.
1: Well, who's that author who who wrote all those books like The Firm and stuff? Grisham. Might have been Grisham. He's one of them. But I, I mean, there's a handful of people out there who are really good at that stuff. But it's a pretty small pool to draw
0: from, I think. But yeah, I would. I wish there was some sort of mystery surrounding it. Whoever wrote my cousin Vinny.
2: <laughs>
0: God, that's a movie I haven't seen in ages.
2: Yeah, I I couldn't believe Marissa to to won an Oscar for that movie. That's wild.
0: Yeah, like it's it's it, like it's a good movie, but yeah, you wouldn't think that'd be the movie she won for, you know? Yeah. I, I do. My favorite scene in that movie though is you know how like he keeps moving because he can't get a good night's sleep, and like there's always some noise, and then he's like in that cabin and you hear an owl hoot, and he just comes out and he's, like shooting. <laughs> I thought like, you were gonna say where he
1: just goes, where he gets put in prison, and he just falls straight asleep.
0: <laughs> no, I, but the, yeah, there was the owl part is the one that got me. <laughs> straight to shooting. <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, any final thoughts on this episode of She Hulk before we wrap things up?
2: I just hope that's the end of setting it all up, yeah. and now we can get into the, the real story. Something.
0: But, uh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe
2: we'll
1: see what the whole mystery behind the the abomination is going on here.
0: I mean, if they got uh, the one guy from Perfect Strangers, do you think we could get some Bronson Pincho in a later episode? (laughs) Bring him (laughs) back. He
2: could be a supervillain.
0: He could be like a lawyer on the other side or something. (laughs) In my country, (laughs) (laughs) my rating for this show is going up. (laughs) By the way. Um, remember when you guys promised that if we get to a thousand subscri- subscribers, we'll review each and every episode of uh, Lois and Clark: The New Adventures of Superman? No, that's
1: one of those things where you, you stated. No, um, like you, you, you guys, true. you guys promised.
0: <laughs> so when that happens, and um, we can look forward to that because Bronson Pinchot plays the trickster in a couple episodes.
2: <laughs> Jesus, uh, good for him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Have you ever thought about taking drugs? <laughs> Drugs? When you're high on Lois and Clark, The New
0: Adventures of Superman. Yeah, that's when you, you know don't it's time need to take drugs. mushrooms.
1: <laughs>
0: it's time to start loading up on them I that mean, no, because huh? that would only lessen the experience. It's all, You're already in a high when you're watching that show.
1: I saw that Christmas episode, and I'm telling you, I thought I was
0: high. <laughs> There's some wacky stuff in that show, but it's all fun. It's all fun. Mm. All right, so everybody, uh, what did you think of this episode of She-Hulk? Please comment down below and let us know. By the way, I should have looked it up, but there was a guy who left a positive comment on our She-Hulk episode one, and he said, "Keep up the good work." I liked oh, his comment. Thank you. Yeah, I went. In,
1: I saw that, and I was like, "I like your comment, <laughs> good sir." We appreciate it. Not enough to write your name down and give you a shout out, but we <laughs> appreciate it. <laughs> I think um, it was like Mr. Lasso or something
0: like that. I, I remember it was like, yeah, something underscore something. <laughs> but anyway, um, please leave your own comments, and, and, and uh, good or bad, and, and maybe we'll even read them on the show. Um, please subscribe both to the YouTube channel and to your podcast service of choice. Um, like I said, leave us comments, thumbs up, give us positive reviews uh, that help us in the old algorithm, all that good stuff. And why not come over and start a conversation with us on Twitter? Uh, guys, where can people find you on Twitter?
2: At a name for this too, and that's the number two. At unsolicited, S-E-G.
0: And you can, of course, find me at Zach Jones Live. That's Z-A-C-H-J-O-N-E-S-L-I-V-E. And that is going to do it for all of our shenanigans and poppycock this week. Please, please, please tune in again next week. Bye, guys. Take care. Have a good one.